0: Hello Masters and welcome back to another episode of Masters of the Matrix. I'm Greg M. Today I have a special guest, Brigida Visser, who is an author, a light empowerment coach, a soul configurator, and the founder of Power Soul Healing. Welcome to the show, Brigita.
1: Thank you for having me, Craig.
0: We certainly have a lot to talk about. What is power soul healing?
1: Power soul healing. I mean, gosh, that that. I mean, that came to me many, many years ago. It's really about empowering your. Well, it's about healing yourself and empowering your soul, and um, returning to you know, returning to your authenticity and your truth of self. That's it in a nutshell. So because what does that mean
0: for someone that's like, so returning to ourselves in the spiritual? So how, how does that practically, like what does that mean practically for someone like that's just on this path? How can that bring them peace? How can that bring them balance?
1: You know, when we go through trauma in our lives, right? Um, we often remain in that victimhood or not quite knowing how to move forward. And we roam around in that toxic sludge, as I call it. Um, But the first thing you really need to do is take responsibility for your life, right? Accountability. Because if you do not, then you have disempowered yourself. It's really about taking back your power and taking control of your life. That is the first step, right? And never be afraid to seek healing. It doesn't matter, you know, for everyone their healing journey is different. Some will go to a healer, some do it the Western way, even though I'm not a big fan of it because it's one of these things where many people who feel down or they're they're depressed down in the dumps and they um, they get antidepressants that is not going to help because you're just suppressing your inner emotions and the turmoil of what is going on. You're diffusing it and you're numbing yourself. You know, it really needs to come out. How can you ever, how can you ever live your authentic self? You know, and be happy within yourself if you do not alchemize um, the trauma. You know, the trauma of your experiences. I always say you know the harder the um uh the harder the challenge the greater the opportunity you know to evolve and to become more aware because people get so lost in their experiences right i always say people cling on to them like an abysmal drowning rat and they do because they can't let go but i mean come on if if we only understood that life is like um uh, would you call that um, the board game of life right I think that's an old game the board game of life if people understand that it's a, it's a game of cosmic evolution right um, then maybe they would think differently but people are just so absorbed about thinking that every experience is so real and it's really not it's Merely here, you know, your experiences are here to expand your awareness and for you to eventually awaken and say, huh, wow, you know what? You've dumped this experience on me, but you know what? I'm just gonna turn it around like that. Because you can. You know, Greg, we're all divine alchemists, right? So we have the power to manifest what we what we think. So what we create exactly what we think. And that's how powerful our thoughts are.
0: I love that. And I agree with that. I, I love you brought up alchemist already because I do agree that we all are 100% alchemists, whether we're yep. conscious of it or not. And we live in a world where we're not taught that. We're taught that we are sort of victims and that it's normal yep. to suppress your emotions and to just yep. bottle things up and nobody wants to hear it. And the truth of the, of the matter is, is actually like your experiences can make you that much more of a light in this world. Like if you, I always look at a, if you were just given a perfect life with no challenges, what would you really have to offer the world? Right? So it's for everyone out there that's going through something. We're all going through something. And so just like Brigitte says, it's a hundred percent about being an alchemist and changing these energies to bring new perspective into your life about who you really are, about why you're really here. I love that. And so, You're also something called a soul configurator. Can you tell us what that is?
1: Yes. That's just funny. I knew you were going to ask me that. Um, So it's really so a soul configurator is, you know what, when they explained this to me, it was like gobbledygook, but it's really about helping people. um, It's about helping people to configure their own soul. Right. So, when we are both let's put it this way: when we are born, we are born pure we're not conditioned right we're still very innocent, and so what happens is when we grow up we we become conditioned because you know as uh, uh, our parents were raised in a certain way and that conditioning is brought upon, you know, is brought forward onto us. But so is the whole structure of the matrix, right? And everything in it, we get bombarded. And so configurator is like, because we're sacred geometrical beings. Okay. We, that's how we are built. And everything, every single planet within the universe and the multiverse, um, you know, everything is is created according to a grid, um, and so when we configure a soul, it's bringing it back into alignment. It's very strange because it's uh, it's almost like we have DNA strands, right? And when we are, what is the opposite of configured? Disconfigured? Yeah, disconfigured. Yeah. So when we're disconfigured, it's we're out of sync, so to speak. And it's getting ourselves back into alignment with our current physical essence. That's what it is.
0: I love that. I love that you brought up sacred geometry. I just did a podcast on this, that everything is sacred geometry. So yes. I'm singing your tune. Absolutely. And so it's almost like you could say that we're, we're not in symmetry a lot of the times. It's like our, our oh. goal is to actually find that symmetry to, to get back into that sacredness. Because yeah. underneath everything... This is why mathematics works this is why physics works and quantum physics quantum physics it's because it's built on sacred geometry yep. and i you know this is stuff that i have studied in, in just just this year that um you know even your thoughts are actually a geometry and so if you're thinking in positive loving thoughts thoughts of unity those are if you could actually see what they look like they would be a sacred geometry form but if you were thinking yes. thoughts of fear and hatred or or anxiety they wouldn't be symm- symmetrical they would they would look like really out of whack circles or cubes and they're trying to find their place in in the greater field so i'm absolutely singing your your tune so you also are a a channeler is that correct yes, yes. How did that come about for you? How did you become a channeler? And for those that don't know what a channeler is, I haven't had a guest that's a channeler yet. Actually, I've had some Illusionist, but I didn't get to ask him this. What was that experience like? How did you get to that point where you were like, okay, I'm going to start channeling things or maybe it didn't start like that. Maybe you heard a sound in your head. What was that experience like for you?
1: So, I mean, I was a bit of a slow turtle when it came to healing myself. It was often one step forward, two steps back. And I studied many healing modalities um, over the years. And uh, channeling was something I learned in 2017. But I, I was always one of these people, and I read cards, and, and I was, a, you know, I taught Reiki, but I was always one that felt more rather than seeing. And so uh, when I was in severe dire straits living in Florida and uh, I had come out of a very, very toxic relationships and I couldn't get rid of him. It was it was horrific. But in a way, he was an amazing teacher. He was an amazing reflection to my then very naive soul. And I love him dearly for everything he put me through you know I look back and uh and he knows this he knows this Uh, and he wasn't the only one but um yeah uh so I was at the end of my wits because I couldn't take care of him anymore I had my own you know uh, I had my own bills to pay because I bought a house I had my own bills to pay and I had to help him out continuously and I couldn't do it anymore and um no matter what I said, he wouldn't leave me alone. Bless his heart. Uh, he just said, you know what? When people love one another, they make it work. You can't just give up like that. Yeah, mate, I'm sorry, but I don't love you anymore. Not in that way. So, um, but yeah, to cut a long story short, um, I was, I was at the end of my wit. I, I sat in the dark often enough and I you you know, I was just crying, I was screaming, I was screaming at spirit and God to help me, you know, to really help me, because I was really far down the rabbit hole, so to speak, in my head. And uh, I first did, I first did Kambo, actually, which got me started. And Kambo is, you know, the, um, uh, the um, shamanic, oh, gosh, the monkey tree frog. You you must know it, right, Kambo? I've heard of it, yeah. Yeah. So I I did that, and that was very, very physical for me. And then it was like uh, I had a clear moment, and uh, spirit actually kicked me to a fair. They were like, it was really like in my head, you're going to this fair. And I'm like, no, I'm not. You're going. So I went. And um, I actually met my former mentor there, Alania Starhawk, who's – Um, also a light language healer, but she also does Akashic record healing. And uh, I met her and so I started to work with her and she walked me through the Akashic record healings. And I got, I got rid of a lot of karma and I love past lives. I mean, I don't have, you know, I mean, it's, it's great to just, I'm able to jump from one life to the other, but, um, She helped me immensely. And then she had a workshop about channeling. And I was like, well, you know what? I'm going to go. And so I went. And there was a big, quite a big group. But I'm one of these people, Craig. I like to sit on my own. I'm not the most social person. I'm just like, you know, at a distance, it's okay. And I just wanted to sit by myself. And they all sit in a circle. So I sat on a pillow. And then she did a meditation. And she counted to three. Yeah. And heaven knows where I went. And then she counted back from three to one, probably half an hour later, and I was back in the room. And I was like, crap, why didn't I see anything? Nothing, nothing. And so all the others were like, oh yeah, we saw the Archangels and the Ascendant Masters and all the colors and we got this and this message. I'm telling you, I was so upset, so upset. And thank God I sat somewhere in a corner and you know, I was I I mean I was crying, so I was wiping the tears literally like that, and my snotty nose on my vest, and uh didn't share anything. But then she said, the way she started channeling was she took a pad and um and a pen and uh she sat down one night and she said to spirit, you know, um, she's like, I'm ready to receive. And that's how she started channeling. Now, that stuck in my mind. And so I went um, I went home, right? Um, as soon as the class went over, I darted out. I didn't want anybody to see me. And so I sat down that night, actually, uh, after I came back, and I did the exact same thing. And lo and behold, I don't even know where it came from. I must have been so strung out. I wasn't even thinking, which is exactly the, you know, the, the, the mindset you need to be in, and I just started writing, and it was, you know, it was old English, and um, I was so ecstatic, you know, and I was actually crying tears of joy. I I remember it to this day. I was like, oh my god, I'm finally good at something, and, um, and you know, I I I did it every single day, and then I went back to her like a week later. And uh, for another healing session. And I said to her, look, I've done it. And she said, you see, all you needed to do was to unblock, uh, unblock whatever was blocked. And I'm like, I've never channeled before. And she looked at me and she's like, this is really amazing because this is pretty advanced. And so from that point onwards, you know, I channeled every day. And the beauty about channeling is, you know, it's also healing because the messages are for you to understand, first of all, and for you to heal. It's been such an incredibly powerful journey, you know, up to now, because if I hadn't been guided, um, you know, I'd probably still be, you know, roaming around in all these all All kinds of toxicity but um it's been a real eye-opener and it's not that life has always been easy but it's like i understand the experience and it's like oh you know what it's okay
0: when you have the perspective the proper perspective the higher perspective life does actually become easier yes because you start to see the synchronicities don't you yes So you, you started off with automatic writing. Are you still an automatic writer in in regards to genre or did you kind of start to hear things or what does that look like? It's, um,
1: it's really strange how it works for me because sometimes they're like in my, in my head, I don't know how to explain that, but it's like, yeah, the automatic writing. I mean, I have to be really fast sometimes, but, um, and I have like a, uh, an app on my phone, which I can talk into as well. So that that helps. Uh, but sometimes it doesn't understand my lingo. So it's like, well, it's easier to type it out. But um, yeah, it's like I hear them in my head and I'll know who it is um, because they're all a little bit different. Um, but it's not like I have a voice that I, that I hear like physically. That's not how it works for me.
0: Right. And so, you know, when you say they, and, and you can tell their, their differences through, I guess, energies, who are some yeah. of these contacts? Who are some of these beings that you're channeling?
1: Um, well, let me elaborate a little bit on how I did this, because I mean, I, I think people, if people really want to start channeling, right? So I'm going to backtrack. Um, so I used my cards, Right. And I would just randomly pick a card, not look on Google who they were, of course, but just sit in the energy, and I just start, I just start channeling them and writing and, and writing about them, and then afterwards I would read it back, and I was like, okay, now I can look it up. So some of it would be, uh, I would be like, oh wow, so I was right, you know, I'm not imagining it. Um, yeah, so I I've channeled so many. Um, I mean, my main, the main um, Ascendant Master I channel is the Ascendant Master Saint-Germain, who I love because he's very eccentric and um, he's lived many, many lifetimes. Um, the Archangel Michael, um, the Ascendant Master Hilarion, um, and many of the other archangels, but also the, the Palladians, the Anunnaki, the Arturians, although... The Arturians, not as much. Um, so, yeah, anyone really. And and uh, the Council of Ra, Anubis, Osiris, uh, Maat, um, anyone really. That's why I'm like, I'm like a cosmic wave rider. I'm like this bike messenger between the here and there. And it's quite funny because I'm Dutch and, you know, we Dutch ride bikes.
0: I love it. Honestly, like, the, I think this is such brilliant stuff. I mean, to to know, I mean, I, I get it in the beginning of it. You must have felt, okay, am I really making this up? So you had to do sort yeah. of a self experiment to say like, yeah. okay, before I do Google, let me just process this first, do this first. And then I can verify it after because that's yeah. our left brain saying, are you, are you sure you're really doing this? Is, are you making this up? Cause that's what yeah. our ego does, right? It makes it questions us. So I, I love that you went through that and you use yourself as an experiment. And now, you know, for sure like that your message that you're speaking are hundred percent pure and they're verified. And this is the, like where a lot of people need to take that step and to trust themselves as, as creators, as, as divine beings, because, you know, we've, we've been programmed. We we really have since, since our youth. So it's okay to actually, you know, we all have psychic abilities. We all have psychic gifts, but you have to like, Experience it for yourself first. So even the words that you're hearing from us, you know, use these words as a signpost, experience it for yourself. And then when it happens to you, then nobody else can take it away from you by by being doubtful. If I were to say to you, I don't believe what you're doing. I think it's fake. Is that going to change the way you think or feel about what you're doing?
1: No, you know, you bring up a very important point here um, because we always, many of us allow Others to others, words, others, actions to affect us. And I've always said, you know, it doesn't matter how what people think about you. It doesn't matter if people understand you or not. You have to understand yourself. This is, you know, your journey. So if people say you're garbage, don't listen to them. You know? I always say this, and I I, I often say this to people these days. I don't care if you hate me or if you love me or if you treat me like Marmite, it doesn't matter to me. I still love you anyway. And I do. I really, really do. Um, But then I've, and I used to let it affect me, but then I've, I've, I've long ago, you know, gotten rid of the labels of, of shame and fear.
0: The the quicker you can let it go, the better. Yes. (laughs) It's some heavy stuff. And it's really, you know, I, I, I believe it's, it's there as a as a learning tool but the quicker we let it go the quicker we're going to be better off the quicker we're going to find our path and our alignment because we all have challenges that's what we have a common ground but we also have the common ground that we're divine and that we're here to support and love each other and there are tools there are beings out there that if we ask We shall receive i i I, I love your i love your process and you know i have to i have to admit that i've actually tried automatic writing in the past unsuccessfully and just like you i'm i'm very like kinesthetic so my my psychic abilities are in my sort of clairsentience and and um claircognizance so i i feel energy very sensitively like my i can feel my whole body and the energy flowing through my body so all of us are going to have different psychic abilities. Some people are going to see more. Some people are going to hear more. Some people are going to yeah. feel, or whatever, or, or even taste. Right? There's that. There's a. There's a taste psychic ability. Yeah. And so we all have to sort of, like, find our own path through, um, you know, in ways that are actually approachable to us. They're they're going to be different depending on what you believe. Let's take small steps, and yeah. you know, for someone like me, I I think you know, I'm really actually interested in in automatic writing. So I think I need to take some advice from you is, is to just ask, right? Like, so you had a block, you went home, and then you just basically asked for the block to leave. And you just became a conduit for this information. Yeah,
1: I did. And remember, I've also done a lot of healing on myself as well. And I I walked through the Akashic records uh, to, you know, to heal myself. It's been a process. It's not like Ooh, one day I woke up and I was healed, you know. It was a process over many, many years. But, um, yeah, and and I think because I was so, so, I was, I was ready for it because I was like, you know what, I am ready to receive because I really wasn't happy about the fact that they could see so much and I couldn't see anything. And I was, and I think at that point I was just ready.
0: What was the Akashic Records experience like for you?
1: Oh, man, that was amazing. Um, I went through several lifetimes, and especially... It's funny because, you know, when when we incarnate, I mean, we forget who we are anyway. That's the whole point of it, because if we knew everything, then why would we be here? But um, it, it um, because of my ex in Florida, um, I suffered from something. I mean... I was very good at starving myself throughout my life because of everything that I'd been through. I mean, I was abused as a kid and that, that rolled over into all sorts from bullying at school to my father crossing over to the modeling world and all toxic relationships. And I mean, it's very abusive, the modeling industry. So it was one thing after the other. Um, and it continued for many, many years. Um, but, you know, I was always one to soldier on. I, I wasn't. I took responsibility, but I didn't quite know how to heal. So that's why I said it took me many years. And um, but going through the Akashic record healing, so one of my lifetimes, I was living in the Middle Ages, and um, I can still see myself quite vividly um, in a room. And there's a lot of there's like an oak, um, oak wooden chairs and a, and a table, and then there's a huge cabinet. Uh, from wall to wall. And there were small drawers in it. But I'm not sure exactly what I did. I was, I mean, I was well off, and I did well for myself. But my ex, he was a charlatan, and he waltzed into my life, swept me off my feet, and uh, he poisoned me. Now, in this lifetime, when I met him, I suffered from, well, The doctors thought it was a strain of IBS, couldn't eat anything. Everything just came out, couldn't even have a cup of tea. And I lost so much weight. I was literally skin over bones. And I kid you not, it was horrific. And I just couldn't figure it out. Um, And um, um, so it, it took me about a year to get past that. But in that lifetime, He poisoned me with an arsenic of sorts and it was such a slow poison and it hit my stomach. And so I I can't remember if it was a couple of weeks or a little bit longer, but he took care of me whilst poisoning me in that lifetime and eventually I succumbed. And uh, he left with my money uh, and climbed the ladder of social standings in in society. So um, I I remember telling him this, and he's like, well, you got to be crazy. And uh, I said, no. I said, but it totally makes sense. And Alania did not know about the issues I had with my stomach. She did not know. But for me, that made sense. But you know what happens when you... When you walk through the Akashic Records, right, and you heal that uh, aspect of karma, the energy changes. And so the energy between us in this lifetime changed. You know, he left me in peace, which was amazing. It is so profound. Um, yeah, so, I mean, there are other lifetimes that I lived in France. Uh, I was beheaded. Uh, because i tried to help the people i was a royal standing um i have lived in peru i was an inquisitor i um, wasn't very nice oh god i chopped off people's hands i waterboarded them oh my gosh i even raped a woman i just uh, yeah i succumbed to malaria but you know so i haven't always been good i mean i've been a, a priestess in atlantis and i manipulated many so um
0: That's, that's incredible. I mean, that's, that's the thing that I love about our, our universe and and the magic in it. There's, it goes so deep that people think that maybe something that's happening in their current life is just completely random and isolated. Meanwhile, there's a thread going back thousands of years, or perhaps across a galaxy to another planet. and you have to it's coming back for it to resolve and i think that's what energy does energy looks for a place where it can resolve right we're electromagnetic beings with with clarity and things need to resolve whether that's we're sleeping at night we have a dream of things we thought about that's resolving itself or whether it's actually through physical existence. So I, I find that absolutely fascinating. And, you know, when you do go on on this path of discovering your past lives, yeah, it's not going to be all roses, is it? You're not going to always just be a, a, a savior of the people. Like you might be a villain because there's something for you yes. to learn. There's something about that you need to look at and, and to learn to forgive yourself that there you were placed there exactly where you're supposed to be. And it's not about being judged or being shameful or being guilty. Nope. It's just completely about learning and letting go, which is the hard part sometimes for a lot of us, because again, we're programmed to hold on to that guilt and that shame. Oh, I'm a bad yep. person. I don't deserve that. So we have to shake off that, that toxic energy. I agree. And how, and how do we do that? Like, what do you recommend to, to shake off that toxic energy? What are, what are some modalities that worked for you? You were obviously went through the kashik records that helped.
1: Yeah, that what, helps. what are other practices? So other practices, you know, one thing, yes, I've also lived galactic lives because you, you honed in on that. I've lived many galactic lives and trust me, and I've been a warrior and I've gone in heart, heart first, head later, and I got killed. So, cause there are many wars, you know, it's not just all love and light. Oh, heck no. Um, but yeah, how did I shake that off? Uh the guilt and everything. It was a process, but I think, you know, like for me, yeah, the Akashic Record Healing is very powerful, but so is light language healing. So I went here in the UK to a wonderful healer. Well, the two of them, Louise Rhodes and Maya Francis. And uh it's so powerful because it speaks to you on a soul level, right? You don't understand the language, but your soul does. And it's, it just resonates. And when you have a pain, right? Because sometimes when we are under duress or we've got issue, you know, issues or we remain in experiences and, and we don't let go, it comes out in the form of, I call it dis-ease, right? Or we get pains, we get aches or, or any anything and um it's it's phenomenal because when I had um uh when I had like um oh gosh why do you call that um uh when you pulled your muscles um especially in my back because my back used to be very very bad because I was very I was very insecure so I really walked like this I hunched as a kid in school as well because I just wanted to be invisible I wish I had like you know the invisible cloak from Harry, from Harry Potter but unfortunately you know <laughs> that doesn't exist so to speak but um yeah so one healing session with a light language healer is like amazing because it just it deals with karma, it deals with issues, and you come out feeling a lot lighter. It's so hard to explain. And people always say, well, healing is difficult. No, it's not difficult at all. So yeah, I, I, I'm i a great believer in light language.
0: So you, you bring up light language, and I like that. And there's a similar modality that I've talked to my uh Listeners, before that, I do my light language. Can you explain just a little bit, like how this sort of this light language is? Is it like you go there, and is it sound based? Like just a quick little brief. Yeah,
1: it's like sound based. So I will do normally with my sound bowls. It's easier, but it's like (laughs) okay, (laughs) okay, so. I'll I'll do like a short burst and then you can understand if that's okay. So okay. So ichmalihawa. So that's that's like re- that's like really short, but it's it's a very strange language. And every every um, every species, so to speak, has um, has a different sound to it. So when I use my sound bowls. That's when it's, it starts, it's it like very much um, Native American Indian, but of the star people, um, which I can't do. I can only do it with my sound bowls. But um, it's, it's just very different language. And whatever comes through, you have to trust it. You just have to trust it.
0: So it's, it's a sound frequency obviously in it's, sacred geometry that we we're yes. processing on a higher level of consciousness than our conscious mind.
1: It's kind of, it's really weird because we, we talk about sacred geometry, but it's like what they're saying is, okay, fine. They're saying it's like a mathematical equation as well.
0: Mm-hmm, exactly.
1: But then so when, in,
0: when, when we see, you know, those uh, crop circles, yes, that's a language. And sacred Uh, geometry.
1: Yeah. That's sacred geometry. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And if you could speak
0: it, I'm sure it would sound really strange.
1: It will sound very strange.
0: That's very interesting. Um, You know, you brought up some interesting characters uh, in in who you automatically write, who you channel. And I want to take a bit of a, a bit of a dive into this. This is something that I haven't really done before on the show. you brought up the Anunnaki and for those that know who the Anunnaki are, they are connected in our, in our history of, of, of humans, of humanity, of of even the reason why we're here. Mm -hmm. So based off what you have sort of learned through your own experience with, with the Anunnaki and the other masters and, and, and beings that you've channeled, can you give us a little brief summary as to, our, our earth's history and why are the things happening the way they're happening now on our earth? Why are we seeing the things that we're seeing based off the history that you've learned through your channelings?
1: So, I, I mean, I love the Anunnaki and people sometimes say, well, you're, you're they're evil and they're bad, and, you know, but actually, no, they're not. And I had to figure this out because it's very funny. I do have a book from stitching. I've never touched it, he talks about the anunnaki i've never read it it's been sitting uh i think it's called the lost book of enki but i've never opened a page on it uh, because i mean i channeled the anunnaki back in i think i started in 2017 2018 um you know and they they came out they came to me out of the blue and i'm like huh so (laughs) and um
0: it's not common for people to channel them it's very interesting
1: yeah, so they told me about their history and, and um how they created humanity. So interesting. It's so interesting. Um you know and that's the arch so l- let me just say the archangels, right? People think they're la 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 wing beings, but actually they're not. See the, the the wings were added in medieval times and Archangel, everything is a wordplay on the senses. So when you split up the word archangel, you get arc, right? A-R-C, which means spacecraft or craft. And then take out the, it's, well, and then, um, H stands for heavens, but angels are celestial beings of the heavens. So you get spacecraft and celestial beings of the heavens. And, um, so they—it's not like they—they—they. They, they, well, yeah, they—they they did land on Earth, but they didn't have wings, and people seem to forget. So it's so twisted how we how we see them. But it doesn't matter to them. I mean, they've long ascended. So Archangel Michael wasn't always the good the the the, the goody two shoes, you know. But he's ascended a long time ago. I mean, this is millions and millions of years ago. Um, and his brother, Lucifer, Archangel Samuel, Lucifer is actually the builder of civilizations. He is hilarious, but you know they've 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 twisted him and and they've shown him in a different light in the Bible, but the Bible is man made. And so humanity was created. As Samuel put it, he created in a lab, so to speak, and they experimented, you know, um, and they created well, Homo sapiens, and it didn't go; it it wasn't done. Um, it, it how do how do I put it? It took them several tries. Um, And I know this because in one of my lifetimes, I was a hybrid and I was a giant of a man, probably between eight and nine foot tall. tall. And I'm looking at my feet and I'm like, uh, what is this? They're like platypus feet, you know, not like we have them today. And um, but there were also smaller human human beings, so to speak. But like Adam and Eve, I mean, Lilith was um, was the first uh but she just she just up and left because she's the divine feminine she's amazing she is an amazing goddess actually um very powerful i really love her um and then you had like adam and eve but i firmly believe that um like the garden of eden was a base station it was a school um where you you know, humanity, the created hybrids, were taught. taught. But what happened was, some of them just wanted to live their own lives, you know, and so they were tired of the Garden of Eden, and they hopped the fence, so to speak. Um, And it's not like people think, oh, well, the Garden of Eden is really like a beautiful garden. Yeah, I mean, you know, Babylonian times were amazing. I mean, come on, you can't see you can't see any of the buildings, anything that was built back then. It's all gone to dust. Everything's gone to dust. Why do you think there's such a war zone in, in the Middle East, Iraq especially, right? From Iraq, Iran, all, the whole area is like a hotbed. It's because, you know, they don't want people to um, to find what's really there. So Sorry? everything... It's cloaked. It's all, you know, cloak and dagger. That's what it is.
0: So you, you mentioned you mentioned Stitchin's book. Um, yes. I'm a little familiar with him, and I know that his sort of idea that he brought forth to the public was that the Anunnaki created humans to mine gold for their <laughs> planet, Nibiru, mm. because their planet was dying, and this planet is apparently yeah. in our solar system. What are your thoughts on that?
1: I do believe that their planet was dying um, and the, the Igigi, um, and they were tired of mining. I just, I, I, I question this in my book because the Anunnaki are brilliant engineers. Why would they need the Igigi to mine for gold? That's what I question. And I, I, I've written about that in my book. I don't believe that. i um, I mean, yes. I mean en- uh, Enki and Enlil they were at odds with one another because one didn't want um humanity to um to procreate uh and the other thought it would be uh, the other thought the opposite of it because you know uh, we can all learn from one another so I don't really believe that I know there was um uh, There was a war, ongoing war, between the two brothers for some time. Um, And, but the hybrids, I mean, they were intellectual, they had intelligence. That's the thing. It was, they had their own mind, their own will. And it's not just, yes, the Anunnaki started it, but I mean, come on, we all know, well, I do, but... They're the Palladians. people have the strands of the palladians, the Arturians, the Syrians, um you know and many other species, and that's why we're so so eclectic you know we're so many different races all at once
0: totally um absolutely we're're we're, we're we're a soup of of DNA from galactic origins and beyond it's it's quite absolutely incredible.
1: yeah you know,
0: we're, we're, we're the Anunnaki giants according to human standards.
1: There were giants, yes. I mean, the Anunnaki themselves were giants, yes. Mm-hmm. They stood probably about 9 to 10 foot tall. Uh, they were, but I, I think they're, I mean, there's there's still some history in, in Babylonia and um, not Babylonia, former Babylonia, but also, I mean, Turkey. Uh, there's a lot of history there too. Um, they even oh what's it called um I always forget the name of the place it will come to me um but there is still like a remaining part of what once what was once uh an Anunnaki settlement but you can't really see it because it's there's it's in ruins now but if you were to if you were to go How would I put this? If you look from very far above and you have like really powerful infrared, you can look beneath the surface and you will see.
0: I I totally resonate with that. And my next question is about the sort of hidden truths about our, our, Just even a recent past about how giants have actually roamed this earth up until very recently. You know, there's the old uh, American um, Aboriginal burial grounds where you see these massive mounds, and underneath there, there, there's giants. And in the 1800s and in the early 1900s, there were so many newspaper reports about giant bones being found. Now, mysteriously, these bones have disappeared, whether they've been put to a crisp and, and incinerated for the evidence, or they're under the Smithsonian Institute somewhere um, for their own private study. But I do believe that there has been a sort of a worldwide suppression on this know on this knowledge. Um, and the people that are sort of awakening are realizing, okay, there's there's just too many coincidences that there must be some truth to this. Now, yeah. are these mounds that they're finding uh, that, that they have found in the past, are these related to the Anunnaki? Were these Anunnaki sort of a similar bloodline to these giants? Or
1: is there a separateness there? No, I think there is a I mean, I think there's a, there's actually a separateness to that to them. Because remember, there were many, many other uh, many other beings were also here. Um and many of them were far taller than human beings. I call I think we wanted to in the galaxy, so to speak, we're one of the shorter ones. Um, besides the Arturians. The Arturians are small as well. But the Palladians are seven foot tall. You know, the Syrians are a little bit taller. Um, I'm not sure how tall the Venusians are, to be honest. Um, but, yeah, there have been many different species on Earth that have been giants. And it's nothing. I, I cannot fathom that people don't don't get that. That, you know, for I mean, for how many billions of years the Earth has been in existence, it's like there have been so many species and so many civilizations that we don't even know about. And yes, you know, they're now, I mean, um, archaeologists and, 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 you, you know, they're finding things now and they're like, they can't comprehend it. And what's there not to comprehend? Just accept it, you know. There were different species. I mean, Let's face it, I can tell you one story. I um, don't have to go into an aspect of myself, um, which was Nimrod, who was you know Noah's grandson. And um, I always laugh because people think, well, 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 Noah built an ark. Oh, really did Noah build an ark? What do you expect? How long did it take him to build this wooden ark and hammer away, right? Um, and then put 35,000 species... Into the ark, including elephants. Oh, come on! Do you really think the ark would have made it? You know that the ark would have remained floating. And uh, it's very funny because Noah was a hybrid, um, so he was he was really tall. People think, like, oh, in the Bible, you know, he's a farmer and he was teaching. Actually, he was a brilliant engineer, brilliant engineer um, who understand who understood DNA. And so what they did with the flood, because not the whole Earth flooded. Are you kidding me? Um, And there certainly weren't 35,000 species on on, on board, because if that were the case, oh, my God. I mean, can you imagine the excretions and the disease on on an ark? So anyhow, it was actually a craft, a spacecraft. And what they did is they took the DNA of the species and they – uh, took them with them into a lab, and they could just, you know, uh, create them again from DNA strands. That's how it was done. And I know this because I channeled it, and I was fascinated. I was even fascinated by the fact that um, both Archangel Michael and Samuel said to me, um, "Well, they showed me test tubes, and it, then it hit me." And it was amazing because there were huge tubes where they had um, been tweaking the DNA of humanity. Yes, they used the the, the, um, the Anunnaki women and uh, probably the earthly Homo sapiens at the time, or the you know. Uh, but they also used the test tubes, and they had a huge laboratory. And I, when I saw this, I was just, I was just in awe. And it's funny how people now talk about test tube babies, right? So it kind of clicked.
0: That's really interesting. And what kind of comes to my forefront and my thought is, you know, they were master geneticists. And, you know, obviously being of alien extraterrestrial origin, they don't have the same sort of constraints as to how science has to be. Obviously they, they, they knew the spirituality involved in in the creation and and sort of the library that it truly is not just a physical okay. being that's it's it's in our DNA. Like you can take, um, who knows what they've cloned underground in underground oh. laboratories? Honestly, oh, I mean, oh God. If they admitted to um, a sheep you know thirty years ago. Imagine what they've really been up to. So with with the word master genesis, another another sort of uh, breed comes to mind are the reptilians, the draconians. Yeah. How do no. they relate to the Anunnaki?
1: Ah, oh, you know what? Uh, I mean, because it feels like different. Earth has
0: been a battleground, right? Yes, sort of uh, oh, over gosh. who gets to control Earth, and yes. it feels like they've been a part of that of that history. They're yeah. also master geneticists. Yeah. How do, so how does that look for you?
1: I mean, as I said, you know, I've I know them, and I've. Uh, as I said to you earlier, I mean, I've danced this dance with them so many times, the playbook has become still for me. But yes, you're right. earth has been a battleground in this part of the universe. And, um, I just, it's, it's, you know, it's all about enslavement of humanity. And I think that's been going on for a very, very, very long time though. Um, but the Anunnaki have changed their ways. And I, that is the difference, right? They have evolved so much. Um, whereas the draconians, the reptilians, and the chimeras, um, and they they just have their own agenda about enslavement. Is it going to work? No, it's not. You know, They're, it's a losing battle right now. And I say it is a losing battle because um, actually before i before i get into that when we go back to the origins of the universe or the galaxy so to speak it's like there is a creator right but the creator pulled himself back into the void and the creator created architects architects to build worlds so they designed worlds and it, sometimes it took thousands of years. It took thousands of years to create the earth and, um, you know, to let humanity, to, to, to let humanity experience um, earth. But what happened was in the divine plan that was created, oh, the reptilians and the draconians had different ideas and they threw a wrench in it and the architects were like oh my gosh what are we going to do now you know that's in its it, it's simply put that's how it was and um now look at it millions of years later look where we are and um as i said it's a it's a losing battle because the galactic federation of light is also circling around the earth you know And people are like, oh, what if there's going to be a nuclear war? Well, many, many planets have been nuked by the draconians and the reptilians, but it's not going to happen this time. Not going to happen. And uh, so that's what, you know, it kind of makes me laugh because we're not going to die. Well, we never die anyway, but... um, Yeah, they're going. They're losing. They're losing now because, as you know, everything is collapsing in the paradigm currently, and that is exactly how it's meant to be. Even though people think, "Yeah, well, the cost of everything is rising," that's exactly what they're trying to do. You know, put the fear of God in people and you know create more chaos because they're on the they're they're losing, and um, so when everything collapses only then can we start anew you can't create in the old right you can't create something new in the old it has to be um it has to fall in order to rebuild
0: yeah i agree it has to be cleared for you can't build uh
1: and,
0: the foundation has to be set you can't just yeah, build on top and- of a rotten foundation
1: Absolutely, it's rotten to the core. But as you know, the reptilians, draconians, oh my gosh, they are in governments, right? Because they disguise themselves. Um, and that's why everything's so corrupt to the core, because that's the playbook.
0: Like I, I think it's so wild out there that most people that are on this path that are searching, it, it can get pretty wild. And I've, I've yes. heard that they use holograms to make things appear to be incredibly... Yes fearful and toxic and a lot of our recent history and our past history was actually they were using holograms to just basically get us under this this fear blanket now i i wrote a well i did a podcast on this called atlantis rising because i do believe we repeat whether as individuals sort of unresolved thoughts ideas or whatever and that happens collectively as well so i do believe that we're also in the same sort of energy where atlantis was when they had recently fallen and a lot of us are here reincarnated that have that were there at that time to resolve this to perhaps choose anew, because maybe us in in those timelines didn't choose what we really wanted to choose so we're we're getting we get another choice here and so here we are in these modern times um this whole thing is repeating just you know the same energy but the you know the actors are different the 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 appearance the, st- the stage is different the scene is different yes. and so here we are on this critical stage of these things that are just happening on such a wide level like 20 years ago you would never have seen the things that are happening they would they would wait they would wait 10 years 20 years to do something yeah. but now every few months they're hammering us with something every day they're hammering us with something on on the news and that's why I've been, you know, I'm a big believer in not watching the mainstream news unless okay. you're just trying to see some like, you know, connections or whatever. But it's so fear-based that once you step out of that, it just, you feel it in your stomach. You, you feel the oppression, you feel the fear, you feel the anger. And, you know, people, if they like are part of that soup, they kind of can get lost in it. So yes. my question to you is, you know, where we are now in this modern times Where do you see this? Where do you see us going over the next couple of years?
1: I think it's uh, it's so people ask me this all the time, right? And it's a gradual progression. Um, As as the Ascended Master Saint-Germain always said to me, it's, it's a choice. It's a choice for humanity, right? Because we have to commence. um, Well, the change commences from within. It starts with each of us. It's not like we have to wait for a savior, Oh, and go like, oh my gosh, this, this leader will save us. No, nobody's going to save you. You have to save yourself, right? You have to make the changes within yourself. Uh, because when you make changes within yourself, you step out of the matrix, so to speak, right? Because you awaken. And um, it's going to take It's still going to take a couple more years. I wish more people had awakened at this point in time, but it's a bit of a slower progress. And that's okay. There's no right or wrong in it. But I still feel it may take a couple of years, you know. And for the complete change, I think we're maybe looking 20, 30 years down the line, complete overhaul. It's not like one day Atlantis was, you know, you know uh, was a golden age so to speak and i mean i drowned in the in the deluge myself um so yeah here i am again and um so yeah i don't think it's up to humanity how long it's going to take it's up to humanity how long it takes for them to awaken
0: i agree i like that thank you and and I, i like the timeline things because we it's hard to predict things because It's such an individual as well as a collective experience that it's simple, but yet it's actually complex, too. And so all we can do is just be present within ourselves and, you know, reveal that magic and remember that magic that's within each of us. Because I can guarantee you it is certainly there. So you have an upcoming book.
1: Yes, I do. Can
0: Can you tell me about it?
1: Yes. So it's called Becoming Authentically Me, but it's spelled a little bit different because it's B-E-C-O-M-I-N-G. And uh, the Council of Ra came up with that. I'm like, what the heck does that mean? And they said, well, Brigitte, if you um, if you change the spelling of it, right, you, you jumble the letters around, it becomes being.com. I'm like, great. And dot .com is, of course, the suffix for, I mean, most internet companies worldwide companies online but it also means from latin uh, together but in this case it means being the creation of myself because we are constantly creating ourselves and so when we constantly create and express ourselves eventually when we heal up we return to our, our authentic nature and that's what it's about, returning to our authentic nature and uh, remembering who we are and why we are here. Because, you know, as you know, Greg, we get bushwrecked on the head prior to incarnating and are having, having accepted all these experiences in our soul contract and we forget. We totally forget.
0: <laughs> and that's usually by the design of, yes. of there. Right, and and we know as as beings that we are, uh, we know what we're getting into. So it's a heck of a challenge to be to and be it. born on Earth at this time. And you know, I I give a lot to especially our youth, you know, that are are going through what they're going through right now with the massive amount of. It's already difficult to de- to decide who you are as a child uh, yeah. on its own, right? Yeah. It's just it's just an experience on its own. But now you got every external opinionated person saying this is who you are this is who you should be and oh. so my heart goes out for for the children and it's our children that are here to actually help awaken us yeah do you agree
1: yes i i do agree it's funny how in society we label one another i am this i am that you know it's ridiculous mm-hmm. um and that's the same it it, it It doesn't matter. It's like nationalities. It's the same thing, right? Because that's done by design. Mm -hmm. And actually, it doesn't matter where you are from, because the light inside each of us is the same. It's just our, you know, it's just our physical, um, our physical essence that's different. But we're all the same inside. And so for me to say I'm Dutch, well, actually, you know what, I'm a child of the universe, just like everyone.
0: Exactly. I, I, I wholeheartedly agree. And that's how we actually break those boundaries of this yeah. color divide, this ah. racial, this like country divide. And regardless of your how much money you make or what your title is, inside of you is a light that I share within me. And that's yeah. what is the common ground. That's actually what is infinite about us. That's the magic that's within us. And we're yeah. just experiencing this differently aren't we? Like, we're just looking through a different lens yes. from the creator to say, okay, what are we here to experience?
1: Yeah.
0: How do we grow? And, you know, this is the time where I feel like a lot of us are being forced to grow. And I think there's a lot of people yes. out there that are actually going through a lot of these symptoms, of these awakening symptoms of yeah, I think feeling beautiful. Perhaps, it, it is, but it's also, I think, very confusing for someone that isn't aware of what these things are like say someone has just been the nine to five and they haven't been sort of approached to the spirituality side and all of a sudden they get headaches all of a sudden their bodies are aching they can't they can't sleep you know they're Mm -hmm. having deja vu and so i think a lot of these things that happen to people can be very overwhelming especially if you don't have anyone in your circle to say hey don't worry i I know what you're going through read Mm -hmm. this book or whatever and they got to still balance the plate of that left brain world so how would you yeah. say to someone that's kind of going through that that are experiencing these awakening symptoms, how can they find release? How can they find relief from that?
1: Read my book. No.
0: <laughs> yeah, so, honestly, well, probably.
1: I do talk about ascension symptoms and I've I've suffered from them, but I understood. So when you talk about the headaches, I mean I was like a I was like a peeing hyena. Every five minutes I had to go pee because it was the downloads and it, you know, the 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 um well, okay yeah the changing of the composition within because that's what's happening you know we're being upgraded so to speak and um you know but there are many many symptoms and it's i always say to people you have to go within or find someone eventually you will you will be led to someone or just I, for everyone it's different craig um like i said to you before Go see a healer or go uh, if if you're not sure. And if you're totally unaware, so to speak, then often they have to figure it out themselves. They really, really do. This is the thing about life, right? Uh, We're all here to help one another and all here to walk one another home. But people need to learn to listen to their inner selves, Yeah, they need to learn to tune within. And it's hard for me to say to someone, or I come across someone and they're suffering from all of this and they don't know what's going on. And I tell them, well, this could possibly be, well, this is the reason. They could turn around and tell me, and that's okay. Well, I don't believe you. And that is then their level of awareness. But if you do suffer, I always say, and you really want to, you know, open up and you really want to heal up and um, alchemize everything back into the light, then um, go to a healer, listen to 432 hertz guided meditations. They're immensely powerful. Listen to light language transmissions or, yeah, and even um, solvido frequencies because they will calm you down. But what works for one does not always work for another because everyone is wired differently. So what worked for me, right, um, and like uh, what worked for me may not necessarily work for another.
0: Totally, and you know, I think that's such great advice. Is is that we can't you say what exactly is going to work for one person, but I do believe in the fact that if you are ready for a teacher they will appear in whatever form yes. that is, maybe a book, maybe a person, maybe an audio. Yes. Um, so just go with your intuition, go with your gut, go yes. with go with what you're feeling inside. And that is definitely going to be the right direction. So even if there is people that are in your circle that are saying, oh, that's crazy, that's stupid, that's up to you to sort of discern and and really put up a boundary that really is yours to put right Mm -hmm. you are your own captain of your ship on this earth that you're creating this reality so you have the right to do that i know it takes a little bit of practice especially if we've are you're used to playing a certain role as a perhaps a mother or a father or a son and we're approaching people that have known us in the past right and that look at us like children or look at us like a certain role but i do believe also that when you start to carry that energy and you start to be what you were saying in your book you just be who you are i think people that are even close in your life are going to start looking at you differently because you're vibrating differently and so yes. by rule of law of energy um they, they they have to they have to treat you differently it's just the way it is what you put out you shall receive so if you're putting out that energy of anxiety you're, you're going to get it but yes. if you're putting that, that energy of confidence you're actually going to be respected Yeah. So it's Absolutely. it's like you said, it's not a one day thing. It it's a it's a journey. It's 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 uh it takes years. It took me years yes. to get get through my stuff. I know it took you yeah. years to get through stuff. Yes. But but it's been a joy, hasn't it? Like each of the challenges it, it, that I've overcome that you've overcome, you look yeah. back and say, Wow, I'm really I don't like to use the word proud because I think it's a it's a bit of an ego word, but really it's an honor to have gone through that because now I feel so much stronger. I feel so much aware. And yeah. I bet you it was like that for you.
1: Yeah, it, it absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So as, as we come to our, our, the, our, that time, the end time, I just want to ask uh, if there's anything that you'd like to share with the audience before we say goodbye.
1: And last words, wisdom. Well, um, I always say, you know, live your life. <laughs> well, Yeah. Live your life because life is an experiment that is full of many flavored experiences, right? Never remain where you are. Life is like, is this game of cosmic evolution. Look at it as like, if you remember the platform Donkey Kong or um, Mario Brothers, you know, and you have an experience on a certain level, you keep at it, you know, with Donkey Kong, you know, you keep at it with the level until you've overcome that level and you go to the next level. So that's kind of the same with life, right? Um, practice makes perfect, but always learn to let go of your experiences because they're not real. They seem real. Well, your soul is real, but your experiences are merely meant to expand your awareness and to awaken you because you're here to help once you remember your mission and why you're here, it becomes very, very clear. Because you're here to help each other, you know, and return to a love of self and for each other and overcome the ego um, through this feat we call duality, but you're also here to help ascend and aid in the planetary ascension, so to speak. And life is a beautiful ride. So, you know, don't hang on to things. Don't hang on to things and understand that you are the creator of your own little cosmic world. You create and manifest because you are a divine alchemist. So learn to become more conscious of how you live your life. And when you unleash your inner alchemist, I'm telling you, life will become far more beautiful
0: thank you so much for that that was wonderful i just want to say thank you to brigida for joining us here it's been an absolutely fascinating chat i'm sure i can talk for the rest of the day about some of these some of these topics it's been absolutely amazing so i just want to thank brigida for joining us and have yourself a wonderful day out there thank you brigida
1: thank you craig